0: Welcome to another episode of Linking the Wealth. I am your host, Akindale Akinyami, the president and the CEO of the Global African Business Association. Let's talk about politics. Boy, a lot of folks are upset with the Republican Party. Listen, I've always told folks the Republican Party is headed downward into an oblivion. Don't focus on the racism and the nonsense that go on in that party. And don't focus on the racism and nonsense that go on in the Democratic Party. You see, you have to understand that both parties are a result of 20th century policies and 20th century ideologies that no longer fit into the 21st century. See, the problem with both parties. It's the lack of innovation, it's the lack of spirit, and most importantly, the lack of focus to springboard us into the 21st century. Whether you consider yourself a Democrat or Republican, it really doesn't matter. I've said many, many times that Joe Biden had to be elected as president of the United States to remove Donald Trump. And start the process of removing Trumpism from the political lexicon. Will that happen in the next three months? Probably not. However, remember what generation Joe Biden comes from. Joe Biden comes from the silent generation. And even though they call, the, call his generation the silent generation, they're anything but being silent. That's right. This is the same generation that produced uh, Malcolm X, Mega Evers, um, Martin Luther King Jr. and others who created our modern day civil rights movement and black power movement. So they're not just being silent. He's just prepping us for the fourth industrial revolution. Remember, Joe Biden is only going to stick around for one term. And this whole notion of taking America back to the 50s, like Donald Trump wants to take America back, that's why he calls it Make America Great Again, it's absolute nonsense. It's not going to happen, ladies and gentlemen. What we have to be prepared as black people, though, is it's time for us to set up our global supply chain. And I mean, not just from an economic perspective, but we have to set it up as a foreign policy perspective. How many, how many of you who are listening to this broadcast tonight understand that we do not have African-Americans, a lot of African-Americans who do not engage in foreign policy with Africa. You do understand that foreign policy towards Africa from the United States is always dictated by white men. Let that sink in your brain for a few seconds. Foreign policy from the US to Africa is dictated by white men. Think about that. When you look at the think tanks about US policy to Africa or research on Africa, most of the time these think tanks are ran by white folks. Whether it's the Brookings Institute on the liberal side or the Cato Institute on the libertarian side talking about Africa, these are white men most of the time. The U.S. Chamber of Commerce has a presence on the continent of Africa through their, through their America uh, business councils. Look it up for yourself. So we are sitting here divided as an African diaspora. And white folks know that. They keep us busy fighting each other, Democrat or Republican, Black Democrat, Black Republican, calling each other names while the same white Republican and, and, and white Democrat are sitting at the table at Morton's, cutting a stake, talking about each other's families and, and giving each other high fives for not only investing 20 blocks of property in the Black community to gentrify but also setting up a multinational company on the continent of Africa, exploiting the African Continental Free Trade Agreement, our uh, free trade area and its agreements to profit off our ignorance while they feed us religion, ignorance, and things that are mindless to keep us trapped in poverty. You see that? You see See where I'm going with this? That's why I always talk to you about taking this path seriously. See, it's important that Black people have to learn to link the wealth between our local urban municipalities and the continent and the Caribbean. See, we have to set up our own global supply chain. And part of that global supply chain is understanding understanding the need to focus not just on the local politics to empower us, but taking that same local politics and local empowerment and linking it to the foreign policy to give us a voice in the diaspora. You see where I'm going with that? So for example, if you have a let's say for instance in your neighborhood inside your community. This neighborhood may be about 10 blocks. And within that 10 block span this this neighborhood the homes in this neighborhood have, uh, they have a smart connectivity. They also have a uh, renewable energy. Maybe the, the, the houses are made of solar panels. Excuse me, the house, uh, they may have solar panels on the homes. They may have tankless water heaters. Or they may have a system where these several, these, this neighborhood of houses or homes, Right. Is, produ- is being um, produced by geothermal energy that's a model even though it's in a local area that's a model that can be used on a global platform maybe you could take that same model in that same neighborhood and that concept to a Ghana to a Nigeria to a Kenya to a Rwanda to a Botswana and create a neighborhood over there And now you have, instead of sister cities, sister neighborhoods. That's what I'm talking about. Maybe maybe the food processing center that you have in your local community, you can open up another food processing center in Africa or in the Caribbean. But if your black bank is not participating in the US XMIM Bank, then we cut ourselves off. See we're so focused on see we're so focused on what white folks and white republicans and insurrections we know that these people are idiots and we also know that a lot of white democrats are idiots and we also know that a lot of black democrats are stuck in time we also know that a lot of black republicans are stuck in time so that we need a 21st century paradigm to move our process forward in the framework of the fourth industrial revolution. If if you are running a candidate for city council, a candidate for state representative, and all they can talk about is ensuring that your trash is picked up and ensuring that your streets are clean then you need to be looking for another candidate in this day and age, because I guarantee you this, we have, there'll be garbage trucks sooner than later, garbage trucks that will be ran autonomous, autonomously, ran by themselves. Ladies and gentlemen, they won't have a driver behind the wheel of those trucks picking up your trash, that's where we're going. Ride share companies are moving towards driverless vehicles. Won't be a, it won't be a, a person uh, behind the wheel driving an Uber or Lyft picking your child to take them to school. This is where we're going, ladies and gentlemen. And we're sitting around here in politics right now in this country, in the United States. Politics and places in Nigeria and places in Ghana and Politics is starting to become, people need to understand that politics is starting to become more geopolitical and geoeconomical. The lines are being blurred. The geographic lines are being blurred. That means what a, what happens in Nigeria can affect us here in the, in the United States. What happens in the United States can affect us in Jamaica. What happens in Jamaica can affect us in Barbados. What happens in Barbados can affect us in Brazil and so forth. Geopolitics in the 21st century is necessary as it pertains to technology, business and government. But no one wants to listen to those things because we like the rhetoric that we've being fed on CNN and OAN and MSNBC and, and Newsmax we're being in, Fox news and we're being fed rhetoric for ratings while they're getting their ratings. We're being fed rhetoric and not putting our, and not understanding that all these things will come to pass. We thought the world was normal until until COVID hit. The experts and the futurists like myself kept saying there'll come a time when there'll be a seismic shift where we will have to rely on technology and digitalization to move our communities forward. And then we got COVID-19 in 2020. And here we are. We're trying to figure out right now how to how to uh, create hybrid models of education for our school districts. And now there's more emphasis on skilled trades more than ever. There's more emphasis on telemedicine and telehealth. There's more emphasis on getting cybersecurity skills. There's more emphasis on on help on robotics and on autonomous um, machinery and things of that nature. 3D 3D printing you're going to see sooner or later here in in Black America and not just Black America within the African diaspora, you'll see this sooner or later 3D printing homes you heard it first 3D printing homes and the community and the community let me say this one more time, and the community that invest in 3D printing homes in a depleted community where a low tax base that community is gonna be able to take other black communities into the 21st century. 3D printing homes, geothermal energy, cybersecurity, cloud computing, going into your neighborhood, black owned and operated grocery store where there's there's not a cashier behind the register. In fact, it's cashless. You could just walk in, get your items, and walk out. Now you know who's doing that right now. Amazon. Look it up. They have a grocery store in selected cities like Seattle and Chicago and New York, where people can walk in, get get the items off their get the items off the shelves. It deducts from their account, and they walk right out. How come? How come we can't do the same thing in our community? Digital cash. We're moving away from physical cash and now we're getting to cryptocurrencies. You see where this is going? You see where I'm going with this? This is the this is the conversations we need to be having. We are still having 20th century conversations two decades into the 21st century. Does that make any sense? Let me share this with you. I said this before. There will come a time when we need to understand that all these things, Republicans and Democrats holding on to these old ideas and racism and sexism and holding on to all this old old stuff, this old baggage is going to come to pass. These people talking about that there's nothing in the world that's conservative. Conservatism is... ...your personal value. Conservatism... ...does not dominate the world... ...because the world continues to evolve. Generations... ...continue to evolve. They continue to progress. So all these folks... ...talking about they conservative... ...and hold on to this old ideology... ...they're going to get... ...they're going to get caught in the wind... ...because... ...technology... And progression of different generations are going to continue to move the whole platform forward. You can be a conservative. Maybe you don't believe in abortion. Maybe you don't believe in same-sex marriage. Maybe you don't believe in high taxes. But one thing you must believe in is evolution as it pertains to technology and adapting to technology to move your community forward. If you don't believe that, you'll be left behind. And there's not a church or a masjid that can save you from that. People need to understand this whole thing of politics is just an ancient relic, and it needs to be retooled in the, in the content of geopolitics. We need more African Americans in foreign policy to, to, to deal with policies dealing with Africa, health policies dealing with Africa and the Caribbean. And, and guess what? Using be, And using best practices locally to showcase globally what can be done. See where I'm going with this? That's called linking the wealth. And the reason I say link to wealth is because that's the only way black people are gonna survive in this decade and beyond. There are black people in the future. However, black people in the future need to understand their role. The State Department don't hire African Americans as foreign policy experts. So we need to start looking at it at a state level. How do we position our states to do foreign policies? with other states in Nigeria or Ghana or Sierra Leone or Namibia or or other parts or Latin America, maybe Panama, maybe Brazil. See where I'm going with my thinking? You see how far, you see what we have to do. See, when you have a, see in these chamber of commerces and business associations, what we have to do is unite our businesses protect our businesses, write 21st century public policy on behalf of those businesses, create a foreign policy link, and also, most importantly, understand that we are preparing these businesses and these communities for 30 to 40 years out. It's it's deeper than a conference call with an ambassador or a president it's deeper than than having a a, a a chicken dinner and a nice dinner and a nice speech. We have to roll up our sleeves and get to work. And the reason for that is because our children's children depend on it. See, we gotta be see, we gotta be ready to develop industries that don't even exist yet. We gotta prepare our children for blockchain engineering. You see where I'm going with this? 3D printing homes. Selling 3D printing homes. That's for my real estate folks. We have to be ready to create a new zoning requirement for 3D printing homes. That's for my planning commission folks. We have to be ready to understand that a neighborhood, a black community, a low-income community need to be powered by solar energy, both here and abroad. We need to we need to set up mini grids. We need to be prepared to understand the importance of agricultural technology, as it pertains to fuel, as it pertains to medicine, as it pertains to pres- to uh, prescription drugs and the whole nine. We have to understand the importance of leveraging the blue economy, like our rivers and lakes, to do imports and exports to create jobs and to create new technologies. These are this is where this is the conversation black people need to be having. And black politicians, you know, I and, and God bless them, we still talk about social justice issues, and those issues are important. But after the social justice discussion, how do we build from social justice to global wealth to closing in, to close that inequality gap? How do we do that? And that's where and that's where the divide begins. That's why it's important to elect 21st century visionaries in our community. Period. Point blank. 21st century visionaries that can take a city, a state, a country 20, 30 years into the future and those people that are resistant to that it is only because they are afraid of the unknown period point blank that's why you have these groups like QAnon and Proud Boys and all these racist groups attacking the status quo because these people are afraid of a black planet and they should be afraid of a Black planet because Black people are the Alpha and Omega. Always remember that. That's real talk. But Black people have to stop being afraid to step out on faith and convert our communities into power. Leverage our municipalities as global incubators of power, of, of resources, and most importantly, of economic empowerment to link the wealth between here and Africa and the diaspora at large, period, point blank. And what we should do is when we court our African businesses from the continent and put them in a city like Inkster, put them in a city like Romulus, put them in a city like Detroit, put them in a city like Highland Park. Now what we do next is those African-based businesses They come under our umbrella as the Global African Business Association. We protect them. We lobby on their behalf. Just like other white companies and white business associations are lobbying on on their interests. We lobby on their interests. See where I'm going with this? That's how it works. So what I'm sharing with you tonight is, is we have a responsibility as black people to shift the dialogue and shift the strategy. Stop being distracted with all this white racist ignorance and all this black fear and start and start leveraging policies that's gonna prepare us 30 to 40 years out. All Joe Biden gotta do is write these executive orders and we just pass a couple of bills. We only got but we got 24 months. We got 24 months to get this done before the next election. We know we know we know that um, some things may flip, but we have 24 months before the next election. So we don't have a whole lot of time. So we need to get busy. Check me out. Check us out at Gabanetwork.com. G-A-B-A-N-E-T-W-O-R-K dot com. Let me just leave one final note. We have to stay disciplined and we have to be extremely serious about our mission. If you're trying to be a millionaire, you gotta be a team builder. If you're serious about building community wealth, then you have to be unafraid to network with the community that you're trying to reach to build that wealth. Be about public policy and not politics. That's where black people getting trapped at, politics. We gotta be about public policy. And most importantly, we need a new breed of black folks in America to dip into foreign, get into foreign policies. To create not just intellectual wealth as it pertains to foreign policy towards Africa and, and nations in Africa, but the Caribbean and so forth. So we have to get serious about our mission. We need black think tanks, developing think tanks, right? Black owned and operated research-based think tanks to develop policies to link not just urban policy, but foreign policy to the continent. So that our elected officials that we help elect can turn to our think tanks to get the information they need to create policy. That's what white folks do in Lansing, Michigan with the Mac- especially Republicans. That's what they do with the McAdown Center for Public Policy. That's how they play the game. They turn to their think tanks to develop policies. Black folks turn to the NAACP and other, in church to develop the policies, it's the real truth. I'm sorry, they may get the you know, uh, they may get the National Bar Association or or some other black groups involved. Maybe the National Urban League, but really that's it. These these white Republicans always turn to their think tanks. Period. Point blank, we have to do the same thing, folks. If we're going to play this game in the 21st century, at our think tanks, we got to start thinking out the box and throwing away the box. We have to start thinking 20, 30 years out. Again, GabbaNetwork.com, G-A-B-A-N-E-T-W-O-R-K.com. Check out the website.